Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Hawaiian Keto Dad podcast. My name is Jared, and this is episode six. This is episode Eono, my sixth one, and I'm enjoying the process. I just got my haircut today, and that has nothing to do with the podcast, but I just thought I'd tell you I was scratching my head. My hair is short, and I realized I got a haircut today. And yeah, it today life is good. You know, life is good. We just have to realize that although we may have bad days some days and we may feel like life isn't good, you know, we're breathing. Yeah, we're breathing. So as long as we're breathing, we should be, we should be good. We should be happy. Anyways, yeah, so I woke up this morning. I took my son to school and uh, on my way back, my barber shop was opening up and I thought I'd just get my hair cut just to not look like a caveman anymore. I do need to do something with my beard. Anyways, uh, I'm home now and I wanted to talk about the weekend. So this past weekend was Mother's Day and it was nice. It wasn't too crazy. It wasn't too like we didn't have like a huge party, but I got to spend time with both my mother-in-law and my mother um, on Saturday. Uh, I grilled up some of my mother-in-law's favorite foods. And then on Sunday, I went over to my uh, parents' house and I grilled up my mom, mom, some of her favorite foods. So I, I guess I, I kept it consistent this year for Mother's Day. But um, while I was there, it made me realize and it made me think that, you know, sometimes family parties and scheduling family parties are kind of difficult, you know, especially once like, so I'm a, I'm the youngest of three boys. So I have two older brothers. One of them lives in Kauai. Uh, one of them lives uh, town side, other side of the mountain from where I live. And um, we've always been a very close family growing up. We lived in a small house. Uh, so that kind of forced us to either be close or kill each other. And we chose to be close. And, uh, you know, it gets a lot more difficult to schedule time with your ohana, with your family, once you get older, especially when, you know, everybody's married, everybody has kids, you have to like figure out everyone else's schedules, you know, as we've gotten older, spending family time has been, it's been, it's been stressful. It's been difficult. And I've kind of feel like I've taken the burden of trying to get the family to come together, you know, with my, in regards to my brothers and their family. And, uh, and I, I recently was talking to my therapist about this, where I have to stop like getting so hurt or upset if they can't make it to family get togethers in regards to like my brothers and stuff, or if, because I mean, sometimes I can't make it to the family get togethers and I don't want them to like, you know, I don't know. I don't know what I'm trying to say here. I'm just trying to say like, sometimes I take a step back and I get bummed out that the family that I grew up as close as we were, you know, we're not, we still love everybody in the family, but we just aren't able to spend as much time. And it kind of bums me out sometimes. And so I have to go through my own mental process and emotional process to kind of guess forgive forgive the family i don't know i don't know what i'm talking about and but i do i am happy that i still have uh, great relationships with each and every one of my brothers i mean there's only two but 
and their families. And then I still try to make time at least once a week to go see my parents. They don't live too far, so it makes it easy. And um, that's, I guess, my wife and I's journey. And I'm sure if you have kids and you're starting a family and you have to deal with the whole, okay, we got to go to my, you know, dad's side of the family this weekend, next weekend, we go visit the, you know, mom's side of the family. It's it's kind of a stressful thing. And you don't really think about when you're kids, but as soon as you have a child, then that's like all you think about because you don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. You want to make sure that your kids get to experience love from both sides of the family. Anyway, so that's something that I, I constantly have to think about, you know, making sure that I schedule, my wife and I schedule family time with both my family and her family and making sure that our kids get to experience the love from all angles because that's the most important people in this story. The most important people in this story are my two boys because they are the ones that are growing up and I want them to experience all types of, all parts of their family and all people of their family. Anyways, um, yeah, so talking about the family, we went over uh, on Sunday. We did like kind of like a lunch grilling sesh. And so I brought over some steak, some sausages, and um, my dad fried up some eggs. Oh, my God. My dad, he knows how to make the perfect eggs. I know a lot of people check out my Instagram and they always say like, oh, well, you make good eggs. No, my dad figures out a way to fry the eggs perfectly crisp on the bottom but still yolk on the top but he makes it he gets it so like none of that um egg white you know when the egg white doesn't cook and you get kind of like the honey butter or like the boogery like uh, uh yuckiness i don't like that part but i love the yolk and i hate it when i overcook the egg and i have no runny yolk but i also hate it when i don't cook the egg enough and then i have the egg white still kind of not white they're still clear anyways my dad make perfect eggs so i posted that on my instagram just steak and eggs that was mother's day for my family and the cool thing when i go to my family is everybody in my family uh, or my ex at least my mom my dad they are pretty low carb too my mom isn't necessarily keto keto anymore um but i mean we're not eating rice we're not eating you know they're just kind of low carb just like me so it's it's easy to eat there but when i go to like other parts of the family or bigger events sometimes it gets kind of hard to like keep it keto you know what i mean like because you're you're dealing with so many other temptations you know pancakes waffles rice you know and then everybody wants to like feed you you know especially in a hawaiian household you know it was a sign of disrespect you know if you don't eat what was cooked for you I remember growing up, my grandfather would always make us food and, you know, he loved cooking, but more so he loved cooking for other people. And I think that's where I get my cooking as well. I like cooking for other people, you know, and so when someone cooks for you, but it's not keto, you're just kind of, you're stuck with, you're stuck with, sorry, I had to delete something from my computer. You're stuck with uh, this guilt because they spent 
time and energy and effort into like making you something you know like the other day i think grandma upstairs she lives with us she made this like super delicious uh i know it's delicious because i ate it before i was keto i used to eat it all the time but she has this super delicious um breadfruit not breadfruit um what is that called uh bread pudding oh and i love bread pudding if i could like have a top tier list of like my favorite sweet things it would be on my top at least my top five for sure for me long john donuts number one then glazed donuts number two i love donuts um apple apple and apples number three and then bread pudding is up there too for like sweet stuff that I love. I'm not huge on cake. Anyways, I'm getting off topic. So she made that. And it's it was so hard because she brought us, you know, she she spent time baking it and doing what she needed to do. She brought it down for everybody to try it. And like I couldn't try it. My wife's also on a similar diet, not keto, but like a, a lower carb-ish diet. And so she couldn't eat it. And then my mother-in-law is also eating healthier. She couldn't eat it. And then like my grandma, like, you know, my, my wife's grandma was just kind of like, oh, okay. And so the only person that ate it was like her, my, my father-in-law. And it's impossible to get rid of that. Like, you just feel bad because you know, they, they put their heart into making it, but you are making your decisions on, on trying to be healthy and so you can't eat it. And I know for me, that's always been one of the harder parts of eating healthy. It's not necessarily like my temptation to eat something. It's my worry that I'm going to hurt other people's feelings around me. I think I talked about this in one of my other episodes, but it's like sometimes it takes a lot of courage to like, you know, tell people that you can't eat something. You know, that's like, it's, and then you know the, their feelings might get hurt. And so like trying to maneuver the conversation so that they don't get hurt can be difficult. You know, like every time I go over to my auntie's house, I know before the pandemic, but like I used to go to auntie's house and she goes, oh, hey, come boy, come make plate, come make plate, you know. And so you're making a plate and then she's like, oh, you did you, you try um so-and-so's noodles? Oh, she made sushi rice and all these things that are high in carbs that you can't eat. And you're there and you're like, I'm like waiting for her to not look because I don't want her to see that I'm not taking the foods that they made for me. Um, you know, and so it's just kind of like dealing with that. And I've I've gotten better at like expressing what I'm doing, but still being appreciative for like aunties or grandmas or, you know, people that aren't keto that cook for you. Just express your appreciation up front and say, oh, thank you so much for thinking of me and cooking for me. But, you know, I'm on a I'm on a, a restricted diet and I'm trying to I'm trying to um, get a little bit healthier for myself. Um, So I kind of eat that, auntie. But thank you so much. I'm sure it's super delicious. You know what I mean? Like maybe once I get down to my goal weight and I'm in maintenance mode, I'll, I got to give it a try for sure. That's how I try to word it. But you always got to hit them with like the kindness first. You always got to be like, oh, thank you so much for cooking it for me. Oh, it looks so good. I wish I could eat it. But, you know, right now, and then you go into like your journey because that's important. Like you need to stand up for yourself and say that, you know, this your journey to become healthier. And so that's what I like to do. Um, 
but for that's me personally. For me personally, like I've always been pretty good at like fighting the temptation, like the flavor temptation. Like if I'm on track on the ketogenic diet in ketosis and like somebody, and then like I see a donut, I'm not going to eat it. You know what I mean? Like I, I don't have like this, oh, I need to eat it. It's more for me, it's more of like, I don't want to hurt other people's feelings around me by not eating something they bought for me or by not eating something they cooked for me. And uh, that's, I just wanted to express that about my journey, but like I have an Instagram and on my Instagram, I sent out any other tips for people that do go to these family parties and they, and you know, the family party is going to have all your favorite carb filled foods and you don't know what to do. Um, And so I got a couple of responses, one from my good friend, low carb Cara, she said, and I totally agree. If like you're worried about going to a party that may not have keto options, she says, always be prepared with some snacks, with some meats. You know, for me, I can always bet local, local, local parties in Hawaii. I can always bet on the proteins being pretty good. You know what I mean? I'm pretty like set. If it's going to be a barbecue, you know, they're going to be grilling meat, hamburger. You can just eat the meats, you know, but I would bring cheese or I would bring, you know, sometimes I'll, if, if it's ripe, if it's like a good one, I'll just bring a freaking avocado. I'll just bring an avocado. I remember when I was first starting the keto diet, my wife and I did a, <laughs> my wife and I, we did like a staycation. It was our anniversary and I wanted to stay pretty keto, but I wanted to go to like a fancy steakhouse restaurant. I think it was, it was in the hotel that we're in, but it was super fancy. It was expensive. I know that. I know my freaking prime rib was like almost hundred bucks. But anyways, we sat down because we never go to like fancy restaurants. You know, we just stay, once you have kids, you just stay home, watch the kids. But we went to this uh, steakhouse and I ordered their like, you know, I think it was like their smoked prime rib thing. And um, I brought in this fancy restaurant. We're all dressed all nice. We got sit, sat in the corner. I brought an avocado and a little like they have those portable avocado like cutter slash deep pitters. It's like green. I got it on Amazon for like seven bucks or something. But it, you can cut the avocado in half de-pit it and then just kind of scoop it with it's like this little it's like a scooper with like a i don't know like a, a scooper with like straight lines in it and so it will automatically slice it as well and i just did it right in the middle of the restaurant i was like holding the avocado under the table because it's kind of shame yeah like in this fancy place and it was good and i had my steak and then i asked for no starch all veggies and i had my avocado and it was a great dinner. And that's something, you know, so that's something that you can do if you're going to like this family events and you need to, you you don't want to get off of your ketogenic diet and you want to maintain that momentum, that positive momentum that you've built. Sometimes holiday parties or going to, out to restaurants with the family can take you off of that momentous momentous path i don't know take you off the tracks and so being prepared like Kara said bringing some snacks bringing some meats you know um just having a an overall plan of not only what you're gonna say but also what you're gonna eat and what you're gonna do just in case you know you always gotta plan ahead when it comes to staying in ketosis and trying to be on the stay on the keto diet 
Because all it takes is that one, like, oh, maybe I'll just taste this and maybe I'll just taste that. And then you're like, next thing you know, you have a big plate of fried rice with gravy all over. And, you know, and then you sometimes can feel bad about it, you know? And if, if, if that's something you're worried about, you got to plan ahead. Be prepared, like Cara says. Also, uh, low carb Cara, low carb Cara, she's such a cool person on Instagram. So if you have an Instagram, go check her out as well. And then uh, also my friend Michael, Michael and uh, Anthony actually were the first podcast I ever was on, any kind of podcast. He said, you can be the weirdo that brings pork rinds. And first of all, in my eyes, someone who brings pork rinds is not a weirdo. They're the savior. I love pork rinds. Um, I love pork rinds because it's zero carb and it's crunchy. Uh, Being on the ketogenic diet for almost four years, one of the hardest things to get in your diet is something that's crunchy because everything that's crunchy is usually filled with carbs, chips, cookies, like anything for that crunch. And like nuts, nuts are crunchy, but not really. They're like more nut crunchy. That's not the same as like a chip. So pork rinds has always been kind of that nice little uh, guilt-free crunch that sometimes you'll need when you go out to places. Also, if you're having a few low carb drinks, pork rinds are awesome for poo-poo or, you know, hors d'oeuvres. And so that was awesome, Michael. Thank you. And uh, Keto Jake, who was, he was one of my first friends on Instagram, actually, back in the day. He said, allow yourself to go over your macros as long as it's keto friendly. And so this is for people, I don't track my macros because I'm not good at math and I intermittent fast as well. And so I kind of bank on the intermittent fasting and eating one to two meals a day to help me control my amounts of carbs and calories. But if you do track and that's something that has really worked for you and you're worried about, you know, getting off the diet when you go to places, what Keto Jake does or what Jake does, he forgives himself for maybe going over on calories and and your macros, but sticks strict to like the ketogenic food groups. And so that way, it's almost like you're having if you're if you're someone who tracks, it's almost like you're having a a mini cheat day because you can eat maybe a little more than you thought. And you're not stressing about tracking, you're not having to bring a scale to your family parties, which might cause for some interesting conversations. But at least you know, you are, you are eating, eating on track, you're eating the the correct foods, even though the amount of foods might be a little different than what you're used to throughout the week. You know, I'm, I'm the type of person that is strict during the week. And then on the weekends, I kind of, I kind of get off the, get off the gas a little bit and just cruise. I cruise through the weekend. And then during the week, I try to stay strict with the time that I eat and what I eat. And I think for me, that's helped. Um, if if it's hard for you to get back on track and it's easier for you to just stay strict all the time and you're still living a happy life being strict keto all the time, then that's the best thing you can do. That's the best thing you can do. Don't stop doing what you think is the best thing. You know, I just share what I what works for me and what has worked for me. Um, and you find what works for you. Um, and uh, yeah, that's that's pretty much what I do. But like I was saying earlier, like 
what I eat isn't like the the temptation of like having food out in front of me has never been my the hard part of the diet. The hard part of the diet for me is kind of like dealing with family and friends that may not understand or maybe have a negative viewpoint on like your health choices, you know, and it's, I don't even think it's coming from like a, like a bad place. Like, I don't want to say that like any family member or friend that is making you feel bad for doing this is a bad person. You know, maybe they're not jealous, but maybe they're also insecure about how they eat and they don't, they haven't come to a point in their life where they want to make that decision as well. Or maybe they just don't understand, you know, maybe they grew up in, I mean, we all grew up in a world where it's like, like, you know, eat breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Your first breakfast is the most important meal of the day. And then what are we eating for breakfast every day? Pancakes, waffles, um, cereal, and like just, just filling your body with sugars in the beginning of the day, just starting that cycle of insulin spiking and going dropping and spiking and dropping, never really being full with new, like nutrient dense food. Anyways. So like, that's what they're coming. That's what society has taught us. And so that's people that don't know about health and about how certain foods affect you. They're going to look at you and be like, what? You don't eat rice? What kind of Hawaiian you? What kind, you know, what kind of Asian you? Or what kind of, oh, you don't eat potatoes? What? Why? You know? So I think being confident, like I said in one of my other podcasts, learning why you're eating the way you're eating, coming to the conclusion that this is the right thing for you to do. And so you get to these family get-togethers or these luau's or these, you know, these, um, these things, these, these outings where other people are going to see that you're eating different or you're not eating carbs, you can, and they ask you about it. You can be confident. You can let them know, maybe you share something that resonates with them and they join, you know what I mean? Like that's kind of the goal. The goal is to just, especially if there are people you care about and maybe they're a little bit over, like I've never was one to like try to push anything on others. You know, I feel like the more, like for me personally, if somebody pushes something on me, like it makes me want to run the other way because I'm like, dude, dude, whoa, whoa, what are you trying to sell me? Whoa. You know what I mean? Like, uh, and, but I do resonate when people are doing something that looks great, that looks like it works, where they seem happy. I'm more likely to be like, hmm, what you doing over there? Hmm, what's that? What you eating over there? I get curious because I see how happy they are. I see how kind they are. I see, you know what I mean? And it, it makes you curious because you're like, oh, what is that? But if someone's telling me like, you're doing that wrong, you should do this. I'm like, nope. Bye. Bye. Bye, Felicia. Or yeah, that's what the kids say nowadays. No, <laughs> But seriously, I, I think that's the best way to like He's transitioning back to like family. It's like if you have family members that are maybe you can see that they're struggling with their health and, you know, and maybe you've tried to like tell them, well, oh, you need to destroy, do this, do that. I think the best thing you could do is just you start changing your health and start feeling happy about it and see what they do. You know what I mean? And just always open invitation, be like, hey, if you want to come, you want to eat, I'm cooking. I'm cooking some uh some chicken and uh spinach chicken. You want some spinach and chicken? And they'd be like, oh cool. Then you can start cooking for your family, cooking for your friends. 
keeping it healthy. You know what I mean? It's like, um, I think I kind of get that mindset too from my mom as well. Because I know I grew up Catholic and I grew up going to church every weekend. And I know in general, from just my experience, a lot of times like religions, any religion that I've kind of come across or a lot of religions, they try to push their beliefs on others. And even though I was pretty, I would go to church with the family every weekend, you know, I was an altar server. I was a a lector, a Eucharistic minister. It's like all these things, you know, my family was just a part of the church. My mom made it clear, like to just live your, live a good life. And then people will join you. Like, don't need to worry about like, you know, making other people feel bad if they don't go to church or making other people feel bad because they, you know, like, or whatever, like might be like sinners or they're, they're making the wrong decision. And you, you can only save them if you, if you tell them to change their ways. My mom never really stressed that. She always just said, focus on you and your family, be a good person, be kind to others. And as you're kind and as you focus on the people around you, you know, people will come and they'll be interested and, and learn. And, you know, we're just in this life trying to be happy, trying to find our peace, you know? And so I'll always be grateful for that mindset because I think that transitions to a lot of things, you know, because we have people in the diet world that say like, oh, you have to do it this way, or you got to do vegan because of this, or you got to be keto because of this, or you got to be, oh, no, keto is bad, but paleo is better. And it's like, "Ah, I mean, you got to do what makes you healthy, but also makes you happy. You know, that's all. That's all it is. You know, my wife did keto, lost weight, but she wasn't happy with the foods that I was cooking for her, you know, and also certain dairy foods that I was cooking, I think was making her stomach a little, you know, not that well. And it just kind of turned into like this thing where she was anxious that her stomach would get sore. And she was anxious because she didn't know like what time of the day she was going to eat, you know, because a lot of, I do a lot of the cooking in the household. And so she found a a different health program that basically spreads everything out every three hours. She eats a little bar or a little snack. And at the end of the day, she eats one little lean, lean and green meal. And she's happy because everything's planned and her, she's an organized brain that likes structure. And I'm a free bird. I'm a peacock. I'm, I like to fly around, float around. I don't know when I'm going to eat. I'm just going to eat when I feel hungry and I'll intermittent fast. And then on the days that I don't feel hungry, then I'll eat earlier. And I love living life that way. And yeah, so we just got to find, find whatever makes you happy. Do it. Be a kind person. Be a happy person. You know, if keto is what makes you happy, then do keto. And as you, I'm telling you, as you are living your life, living a happy life, losing weight, getting healthier, getting more energy, the people that you love, the people that are around you, that you want to help, they'll come to you. You don't have to force anything. You know, you shouldn't force anything. Just do that, you know, just always have the open invitation and, and you're good. And so I guess, what do we have to answer that question? Well, how do you prepare? I say for me personally, mentally prepare how you're going to respond to anybody that has cooked you 
carb-filled foods, aunties and uncles that don't understand the keto diet, mentally prepare yourself because you're going to have to say no to them if you want to stay strict keto. You're going to have to say no to auntie giving you sushi rice or auntie giving you fried noodles, you know, at the at the party. And so you got to prepare your answers for that. And then low carb Cara said to always be prepared, especially in, in get togethers where you don't know if they're going to have any keto options, bring your own, bring your meats, bring some beef jerky. As long as no more too much sugar, bring some cheese. I like to bring a straight up avocado, <laughs> you know, like bring that so that you're not stuck feeling hungry in an environment where there's all these, you know, sweet things. And then Michael, he said, be the weirdo that brings pork rinds. Keto Jake says, forgive yourself maybe for some of the macro if you're tracking. Forgive yourself with the tracking, but then keep it keto-friendly foods. That's always a great option. And yeah, if you have any more ideas or answers, don't be afraid to DM me on my Instagram or comment. But this was a fun conversation, you know? And I am so grateful that I get this platform to talk story with you folks. Thank you for listening. Go check out my Instagram, like, comment, and just don't forget to love yourself, man. Love yourself, love others. Don't be afraid to take that positive step forward. Imua, keto with aloha, and stay tuned for my next episode. I post every Monday and Friday. Well, I'm going to try to. So Mondays and Fridays, every day. All right. Bye.